This program contains adult content. Is there a God? A big atheist. Really? What, am I an idiot? Come on. That yes, it would be nice if you could throw your sins and your responsibilities on someone else. But it's not true. It looks like far-left lunacy. I don't believe that it's true that religion is moral or ethical. You don't need to follow anybody! It's not human intelligence! If someone doesn't value logical consistency, what logical argument are you going to give them that will demonstrate that they should? Hello and welcome to the Godless Revolution. Today is Wednesday, May 11th. This is episode 332. My name is Dan Ellis, and I'm joined uh, via remote connection by two fabulous co-hosts, Mr. Taylor Grin. Cats, not kids. And Mr. Ryan Duffy. <laughs> yes. I don't know. You caught me off guard with that one, Taylor. I wasn't sure how to give a shitty response when it was my turn. It's okay. The shitty responses are all mine this week. <laughs> um, so, and, and I, I should say right off the bat, um, there's not much been going on with me lately other than uh, Tracy's grandmother died on Saturday while we were... <laughs> He's nothing if not consistent, folks. <laughs> All right, fair. Fair is fair. <laughs> yeah, my grandma dies. You do that. You got to do it for Tracy's. While we, so we, we do this uh, pre Mother's Day brunch every year. And it's so that, you know, we can get together with everybody before they all go and, you know, have these disparate adventures visiting their own mothers, celebrating Mother's Day. It's just, you know, kind of like, uh, typically it's, you know, me, my kids, my mom, Tracy, uh, Danica, her mom, you know, and every now and then we, we would include the grandmothers. Tracy's grandmother who passed on Saturday has never attended because she wasn't really the nicest of people. Uh, but that is a separate thing. And so I know you guys are doing some fucking shit. I can't really tell what it was. I just hear, I just hear bloops and you guys laughing at each other. <laughs> but uh, so, so yeah, we were, we were just at attending the brunch and Tracy's grandmother has been in hospice for quite a while. And, you know, we had been receiving reports that, you know, she's getting worse. Her health is starting to fail. They took her to the hospital. She's unresponsive, you know, so it was, we, it was a steady progression. Everybody knew it was coming, but it just so happened that she died while we were having our pre mother's day brunch with everybody. And that's about it. I'll be attending the funeral uh, this weekend and preparing for that next couple of days. But yeah, that's, that's about it for me. What have you guys been doing? Or do you have questions about that? Or what was, what was, what was the giggle fest going on and, and the bloopy message thing? Oh, just you know, read the message. I don't want to say it out loud. <laughs> I don't want to ruin the surprise. <laughs> okay. Well, I've got my windows all arranged a special way. I'll have to, I'll have to read no, it you're later. Good, you're good. Um, so I've started going to the gym again and I hate it. Um, yeah, it sucks. <laughs> It's it's so rough, uh, but it's good. I, I like I hate it, but I love it. It's a lot of fun. Um, and then I have to deal with the pain in the ass of my mom coming into town to visit this weekend because my younger brother is graduating. Um, and like, honestly, the high note on that is congratulations, Hunter. Um, I'm really proud of you for finishing your bachelor's degree um, in the subject that you actually wanted to study. Um and I'm glad that you found that for yourself. And I wish you the best as you uh, go on to whatever you do next. And, and good luck with the language thing uh, as well. I hope that that works out. But yeah, so that's that's what's going on with me. That's awesome. Congratulations, Mr. Yeah, that's that's Hunter. Mr. Yeah. Mr. Other Grin. That's awesome, man. Fantastic news. And uh, what about you, Mr. Duffy? Well, I uh, I finished the the wood burn on the new Godless Revolution podcast table just before coming down here. So, Ooh. yay! That took forever. I just burped. <laughs> then, uh, well, you're nothing but classy, I'll tell you. I know. That's what my mom says. <laughs> then, Oz, Oz, and I went on a bro date this morning. 
Oh yeah, where'd you? What'd you do? Went and climbed a mountain. Oh, or we got up as high as we could until there was too much snow, and I'm like, Oz, you're gonna drag me on the way down. So uh-huh. this shit's starting to get icy and slick up here. So let's head back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that's cool. And he he had a good time. Yeah, I wanted to just take him out, go hiking for a little bit without Lulu there. So it's just mm. one-on-one doggy time. Mm. Well, cool, cool, man. I'm excited to see the finished product uh, table-wise. Yeah. That'll be awesome. I, I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna come out good. I, I might try a new finish on the top. So hopefully, I don't fuck that up. <laughs> After you've spent how many hours burning the? Well, I've done like ten hours of wood burning on that alone. The first day, like just doing those, like doing the bottom letters and revolution took me fucking four hours. <laughs> why? Why does it take so long? Just well, because you can only burn so much at a time. Like the the faster you try to go, uh-huh. that action of doing it cools down the little heated up nib oh, that you're using right. to burn it. Yeah. Mm. So, I mean, it's, it's kind of like, imagine you have a pencil and every little inch box you fill in, you got to resharpen it and clean it. And then you got to go back and real slowly just fill in a space and resharpen it, then fill in a little space. So, or a marker that's like, drying I'll, out and running out of ink. And yeah. So yeah. it's basically, I would do like a little section, let it mm-hmm. get up to full heat again, do another little section, get up to full heat again, do a section, let it get up to full heat. So yeah, just. Maybe you just a need a better wood burning instrument. I actually looked at that. I'm like, are there any that get way fucking hotter? And I was like, not really. <laughs> any of them that'll just set the fucker on fire? Jesus. Uh, I actually, for a second, thought about that. I'm like, if I get one of those little butane torches and I just fucking hold the torch, I'm like, it'd be more precise than a fucking blowtorch. Or what about a metal brand? Like, you could just get a giant fucking Godless I, Revolution iron brand and just. I could do that and just go in the backyard, start a fire, put it in there and. <laughs> that, but that'd be like if I'm making multiples of these, and I think we're only yeah. making one of these. <laughs> well, you just I don't need know to how many other people start are... selling Godless Revolution brand tables. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how well that will go because it would cost a shitload to ship it. <laughs> we'll just sell them with like dick pills and brain pills. Come on, guys. <laughs> well, and I got notification. I got yeah, I got notification that those other three glass uh, chair mats that I ordered, however fucking long ago, shipped yeah. like a week ago, but. There's no real tracking information because it's freight shipping. Uh, like, that sucks. They just say, "Oh yeah, we got them, and we're they're they're in the process of moving around the country, and they'll be at your house sometime between now and when hell freezes over." They're if it's that local XPS yeah. or XXPL or XPS shipping company, yeah, you might see them in a few months. <laughs> they're the ones I had to call every single day about my lathe, being like, "It's sitting at your place." Mm-hmm. Just fucking. Come by my house. Every morning it says you put it on a truck and then you bring it right back. You don't even fucking come to my house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, so I, yeah, I, I, if I haven't seen them, I guess in a couple of weeks, I'll try contacting the company I purchased them from to ask them what the deal is. But that's the extent of that. So before we started recording, you guys were, were having a little back and forth about something and, and yeah. What was that? What was that about? Uh, well, the Republicans, um, bastards have, yes, yes. Uh, lightning strike, horse whinny, you know, <laughs> wind howling sounds here, um, have elected to like excoriate fucking, uh, Liz Cheney, uh, noted liberal bastion of thought, Liz Cheney from yeah. their ranks. Um, yeah, yeah. Bleeding heart, progressive Liz Cheney giving AOC a run for her money. Fucking Republican. (laughs) Um, so she got kicked out of her position in the house leadership. Um, and was replaced, uh, was replaced by somebody with a record less in tow with Trump's. Well, hasn't Um, been replaced yet, but will be replaced by. Yeah. yeah. Is, is all but certain to be replaced by. Yeah. Yeah. By St- at least Stefanic or Stefanic, yeah, something and, and like that. That's where my issue lies. Mm. It's Liz Cheney. Don't like her. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't like her politics. But mm-hmm. she is as Republican as they fucking come. Mm-hmm. 
Right. The only thing she was missing, she didn't suck Trump's dick. She's so Republican. Her dad shoots people in the face and they apologize to him. Right. But okay. So one, Trump didn't (laughs) offer to pay her $80,000. And two, Mm. um, I, so, all right. Like I'm, I'm going to dig right into the, the, what I think are the brass tacks of this issue, right? Because I've seen two types of stories pop up in the last couple of days on this thing. Mm. Half of them are saying, oh, the Republicans are undergoing a schism. And that's kind of the thing that you wanted to talk about, Ryan, was these other Republicans. Um, and then personally, I view it uh, as a purge, right? Like this isn't the Republicans undergoing a schism. There isn't like an ideological split that's anywhere close to 50-50. I don't even think it's close to 90-10. No. Mm-hmm. Um, they're purging members from their ranks who aren't currently towing the ideological line, mm-hmm. no matter how much that line will shift any given time. I, I, I'm not even going with like their ideological line. I'm just going for you have Republicans that you know, wait to hear what Trump says and just love the shit out of Trump. And Trump is the future of the party and there will be no Republican party without Trump. And then you got Republicans who are like, no, he didn't win. Let's move on. And it's the, he didn't win. Let's move on. Republicans that are now being kicked the fuck out because they aren't towing that line. Yeah. And there was a group of Republicans I want to say today, and they plan to um, release a letter tomorrow. Um, who are saying, like, you know, if the Republican Party doesn't stop, like, canceling mem- members who disagree with Trump and all that shit, if they don't stop doing that, then we're going to form our own third conservative party. And it's like all of these people who are consignatories to this letter are themselves like former governors, former lawmakers. It's like these people don't fucking matter anymore. No. It's the same thing as the Lincoln Project. Like the Lincoln Project convinced no one of fucking anything. Like there are no centrist conservatives. Hell, half the Democrats are like center right when you look at them relative to any of the other Western countries. Like I, I don't see how the Republicans can possibly be split over this issue. I think they're just going to get worse. I would say the Republicans in office aren't split. Majority are on Trump's side. Mm -hmm. Majority are towing that line. But what about the voters? I mean, what about the voters? Where were all of the um, fucking uh, who who is that? I'm going like the moderate Republicans who. Right, 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 right. Who who is that fucking CIA Mormon bald dude who ran against Trump in 2016? Yeah, that's the one yeah. where were all the Evan McMuffin voters in, in 2020. Right. <laughs> like, were they turning out in Utah against against Trump in favor of Biden or in favor of like some third party candidate? No, actually, like, I did. I did have a few of my Republican friends tell me then this is just, you know, mm-hmm. it's a small sample set. So it's not a, a, a right, larger right. thing than being like, I didn't really like Trump, but I would not vote for Biden. So I voted third party. I'm like. Oh wow! Like, mm-hmm. so you're okay. you're yeah. still not any of any fucking use to anybody? <laughs> is yeah. what you're telling me? Right. 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 At least they didn't vote for Trump. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, I guess. But I view it as yeah. you you got the people that are like diehard Republican, and then you got the people who are diehard Trump Republicans, mm-hmm. and I honestly wonder if this is going to harm them. Being like, no, we are going diehard Trump. Trump is the party. And other mm-hmm. Republicans being like, no, let's move away from that. I mean, cults of personality are really like useful politically. You know, it allows you to not have to worry as much about a platform. You know, the Republican Party has no platform right now. Officially. Their entire, no. yeah, yeah, officially, their official platform is it's we support tr- Trump. Trump. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. That means they don't have to stand for anything. It goes right into Mitch McConnell's fucking uh you know obstructionist agenda like literally his only goal is to prevent democrats in office from getting anything done yeah uh and i think aside from like pro guns anti abortion anti trans people pardon me for just uh taylor's cough had to cough um <laughs> aside from those things like the republicans can't really be said to uh stand for anything mm-hmm. anymore mm-hmm. not in any real sense I mean, yeah. they are still trying to push a religious agenda through bills a lot of times. And well, th- right now it's just the barrage of, I guess, anti-voting bills. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But but none of those are actually like 
you know, it, party thing. Okay. It's, it's, it's trying to keep control and get control back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing like, about, like, oh, this is our platform. It's like, no, we need to be in control. Hey, all you dirty cis people out there who think you run the world. This is the trans podcaster, Marissa Alexa McCool, coming to say that you should go sit in the corner and listen to other people talk. And the people you should listen to are the godless revolution folks, because they're the good kind of cis people. We don't have to shame them just as much. So you go ahead and listen to them, and then you come listen to us so we can tell them why they need to apologize. You're one of the finest people it's ever been my pleasure to know. I mean that. That's why I'm a little bit surprised that you believe in an all-powerful God who still had to supplement his income as a carpenter. That makes sense. Thank you to everybody who has rated the show on iTunes and Stitcher and are following us on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. And to all our Patreon patrons, you make the show possible. Even before all of this, right? Can you think of anything that re- that the Republicans were actually for, like what they mm-hmm. what they were advocating for, what they believed as a bedrock principle that that was something that would promote and and better humanity, right? Mm-hmm. Because they don't want to dig ditches, they don't want to build bridges, they don't want to put a man on the moon, they don't want to like create any institutions that outlive themselves. Uh huh. Yeah, they're yeah. They, like I honestly I can't think of anything that that Republicans are for. It's always been like as far back as I can remember what they've been against, and generally it's been that they've been against anything that promotes a more harmonious society, a more accepting and loving and caring society. It's always well, we hate these people, and you should too, and we should deny them their their basic human rights. We should strip them of any funding for anything they want to do. These are the things we're against. I don't I don't know what they've ever been for, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. the only thing I hear from them is they're they're for a, a smaller government, which doesn't make sense. But that time. just like, means they're against government, right? They, it's not really that they're the for anything. They're against yeah. a whole litany of things that that lead to the betterment of of society and peoples in general. Yeah. I can't think of anything yeah. they're really for. Well, and, and when and I it, hear them say they're they're they want a smaller government, all I hear is you want less regulations for corporations so they can do whatever the fuck they want to do to make more money. But yet you want to have more control of people's lives, like telling gay people you can't get married, telling uh, adoption agencies, yes, you can only adopt to Christian people if you want to. It's like, no, you're you're want to have more control in people's lives and just let businesses fucking run roughshod fucking everywhere and do whatever the fuck they want to do, which pollutes our waters, pollutes our air, makes shit fucking worse. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that should be the exact, there should be more control over business and commerce and saying, no, you can't fucking do that. You can't just do whatever the fuck you want. That's where the government has to step in and say, Hey, you're fucking shit up. Well, it really makes me want to look at like other contemporary authoritarian movements, right? Like you've gotten Turkey or Hungary or Poland. Um, and see if they actually stand for anything as well, because like, as I think of neo-reactionary movements and proto-fascist movements today, right, they are very different from fascist movements of the 1930s, 1940s, right? Like if you think of, of like the Nazis or, or the Italian fascisti, right? Um, at the end of the day, they would say like, yeah, we want to like, exterminate Jewish people and invalids and, and gays and stuff like that. But they would say like, because they are getting in the way of us building like monuments and shit like that. Right. Like it, like it's, it strikes me that I can't think of even examples from Hungary or Turkey or Poland or the Republican party of them saying like, we need to stop, you know, trans folks from being in academic sports because they're holding sports back. Right. Like, like they can't articulate even a positive position for themselves, which their chosen scapegoats are preventing, which is notably different from like the fascist movements of a century ago. Well, and that makes me really curious. I think the only scapegoat that they try to use is Mexicans saying, mm-hmm. hey, you the reason why you don't have a good paying job is because Mexicans are taking them. It's like, no, right. But even that, like, what is fucking wrong? You know, it's yeah. not like they're like, like. A job is is a huge abstraction from like, oh, no, we're trying to like propel forward this great American century kind of thing. Right. Like if they were they were fascists of days yonder. Right. They might be saying like, well, we could we could be, you know, 
fucking having robots whining and dining us if yeah. not for the you know these illegal immigrants who are stopping us from mm-hmm. developing technology or some shit like that right like they can't even take that step there is no positive thing which is being prevented by their scapegoats yeah. right yeah. Like not, not saying hitler's good action yeah, no 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 and, no, no and like, but, but hitler that's did understood. build resorts yeah, well, like, and, and that was a part of their messaging, right? That yeah. was a part of their art. That was a you part work of their for us. Theater. You get to go here yeah. and use this facility and go and do yeah. this lavish thing. And there are famous paintings of like what German artists expected Berlin would look like in twenty years of Nazi rule, and all of them were had these like massive Art Deco structures yeah. and shit because like like giant. And again, I'm not defending this. I'm saying that they they it, like they had a vision. And like, I can't articulate a vision for the future in the fascist movements of today. And, and the reason why I call that out, like, cause I'm not trying to say like, oh man, at least it's an ethos, you know, like from fucking, uh, uh, oh shit. What's that movie with, um, the stoner guy. Why can't I think of it? Big Lebowski, right? Like I'm not <laughs> okay. sitting here back here saying like, oh yeah, say what you will about Nazism. At least it's an ethos. Like, that's not my point. My point is, is that like, is that beneficial to them? Like from a rhetorical standpoint, from a political science standpoint, is it beneficial to not have a positivist stance that can be like argued against? And instead, if they are merely reactionary, does that keep the enemy always on the defensive for them? And is that beneficial to their ability to like spread their ideology that they never have to defend their own points? They can always only attack their opponent's points, right? Like that's what it makes me wonder. Um, and is that like, can we draw a through line from Newt Gingrich's right? Things you shouldn't ever say in the 1990s. Um, that's why I've engaged in this line of thinking because I'm curious, like, is this better or worse for the like identitarian authoritarians? You make me think now that is, is what the Republicans want is a Mad Max world. <laughs> well, no. So I, that, that's the thing. I don't think. That you can articulate what Republican, I, I don't think that if you like pin the Republican down, right, and said, what do you really want, right? Like if you shook him by the fucking lapels and you said, what difference do you want to see in the world 10 years from now from how the world is right now? Mm-hmm. I don't think that they could tell you a thing, right? Like, like if you took me and you held a gun to my head and you said, Taylor, I want you to tell me one thing that you want the world to look like differently than it looks now. Right. And, you know, that would be accomplished by progressive policy. And I would say something like, you know, 20 percent more bike lanes. Right. Like I, I want to see almost all the vehicles off the roads and a lot more multi-use property. Right. Like that's something I can articulate to you. You like, know, I, um, I would yeah. say one thing I would want to see, which I see in Biden as much as, you know, we didn't think it was going to come down to that. We thought he was just going to be a, in there. Uh, I want to see in 10 years from now, the U S being the leading developer of renewable energy mm-hmm. and battery yeah. technology. Yep. Or, or developing plastics. So they're biodegradable. Using yeah. Things like, uh, like the, the mushroom, like the mica and whatever it is, shit that I saw. Ted talk one day, like some shit like that would be really cool. Like I can tell you things that I would say, like, here's what I want government spending to go towards and do. I want to see a moon base. You know, that yeah. would be pretty fucking sick. Right. Um, I, I would like to see something like a universal basic income and universal fucking preschool and daycare. Like those would be great things that could be accomplished through um, fucking government policy, government funding. I don't think that you can like, have a Republican say like, oh, yeah, I want the Hoover Dam 2.0. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think that there's a Republican who's going to say, yeah, I want to see a moon base. They'll they'll say, oh, no, that money should be given back to the taxpayer. We don't need a base on the moon. Like, well, as as we saw this last week, uh, one of the things Biden wanted to see was a better infrastructure for our our web and our security and our mm-hmm. internet security. And the fucking Russians got a hack into our fucking fuel uh, supply on the East Coast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's something that needs to happen. We need to secure that. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know, Dan. Do you have any thoughts? I don't want to. Oh no. Well, I was just so I was just sitting here thinking, and and it occurs to me that you're both right. Like I can't think of anything 
that the Republicans would advocate for, right? It's more what they advocate against. And it's, it's this, it's the politics of personal grievance and selfishness, right? It's these people are doing well and I don't want them to do well because I think they're bad people. I don't want gays to do well. I don't want trans people to do well. I don't want progressives to do well. I want to own the libs like there. And then Mm -hmm. I want to do whatever the fuck it is I want to do at any time I want to do it. (laughs) That's basically it is that they want the quote unquote freedom to do whatever the fuck they want to whoever they want, whenever they want to do it. And that's it. Like I can't, like I was, I was, while you guys were talking, I was making a good faith effort, I think to myself anyway, (laughs) in, in just trying to think about for all of the conservative people that I know, like what would they say they want society to look like years from now? And everything that I could think of that they would point to as a change or a difference that they would like to see is regressive. It's that they would Mm -hmm. want to strip rights away from people that they would want to, you know, harm the environment more, all of these things that are just bad. They're bad policies. They're bad for people in societies. I can't think of anything positive that, that conservatives I know would like to see as a change going forward. I mean, I guess I see it. They might view this as a positive, which we obviously view it as a negative. Uh, They want to see the society become more Christian. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But to what end? Like, do they, to the end of get rid of trans people, get rid of any of the LGBTQ right, right. people. They're well, fucking yeah. done. Well, yeah, but uh, like how does institutional end? But yeah, to what end? How yeah. does that? How does that make anything better then, for anybody? It yeah. doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't. Right, but they, they and because they don't seem to be thinking more than one step ahead with yeah. regards to that kind of stuff. Um. Yeah, man, I don't know. Like, I'm definitely going to hope that I remember to shoot a message to James after this because he tends to be pretty smart. One of our one of our listens and Patreon supporters, James, is really smart on on far right thinking. Um, And I'm going to have to talk to him about this because, like, I honestly can't think in terms of the like what I would call successful neo fascist regimes right in in Hungary, Turkey and Poland. I can't think of them like showing any sort of vision that truly benefits their countries you know what i mean they're not like okay now that we've like dissolved the courts and made it illegal to be gay and like um you know banish the romani people from our our borders now we're going to like build orphanages you know what i mean now we're going to build like a railway system that will connect all of our major cities like i cannot think of a single thing in any of those three neo-fascist countries that has been done by their authoritarian regimes for the betterment of their people in the name of their neo-fascism. Now, um, d- yeah. I guess the question here is, are they doing what they're doing for the betterment of their people or the betterment of themselves? Right. And, and I, I like, I agree with you, right. The, the tacit implication there that the, they are utilizing the mechanisms and the levers of fascism as a means of propping up their like dictatorship. Yeah. Um, and it very much looks to me like the Republican party is doing the same thing by way of it's, trying to maintain minority control through, you know, restricting voting rights and yada, yada, yada. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and so in that regard, like, do we consider this still fascism or is it something notably different? Because there absolutely were people who were like clingers on and wanted to have like corporate power and administrative power in like fascist Italy and and Germany. Um, there were also true believers, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering, and, and like the true believers seem to have enough sway in policy, right? To actually do things like build railroads, right? Um, and I'm wondering, like what is the difference, right? Like truly from an academic perspective, like what is the difference and is it more successful or is it more successful because we've seen like original fascism before. And so there's an immunity. And so now the virus has had to change its form so it can get past the immune system that is democracy post fascism. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, is well, that what we're seeing? I mean, even with, with a lot of the, like the fascist parties, it's, it's, it basically turns into a one party system. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So with us still technically having a two party system and it's like basically split 50 fucking 50. Mm -hmm. That's the only thing keeping them from really, I guess, 
you know, they don't have the control. They haven't, even when Trump was in, there was still a split between the houses where they weren't allowed to have total control over everything to be able to do their complete agenda that they wanted to do. Is that the only thing saving us? Well, mm-hmm. and, and that's just it, right? Like they don't, they don't have any plans for other people. It's, it's their, it's plans on how to enrich and, you know, personally better themselves. And generally mm-hmm. that comes by way of power and, or money. Like let's take Elise Stefanik, for example, you know, prior to January 6th and the riots that Trump caused and enabled at the Capitol, Elise Stefanik voted less with Trump than Cheney did, right? She voted yeah. with Trump, what's like 73% of the time, something like that. And Cheney was in the 90s. And then Elise Stefanik realized after the after the last election that the the you know the the district that she represents swung away from the left more toward the right and more in support of Trump and so instantly then she became a Trump supporter because she yep. knows that that's her path to maintaining power and staying in Congress if she were to move away from that then she disenfranchises or or not disenfranchises she distances herself from Trump supporters in her own district who put her in the seat of power mm-hmm. that she currently occupies. And the further she moves away from Trump, the further away from her chances of being re- reelected become. So it's not, it's not that she really supports Trump or believes in the things that he's saying and doing. She read the writing on the wall that if I want to maintain power and, you know, reap these personal benefits, I need to do this in order to maintain that status quo. It's not, necessarily she agrees with his policies because she hasn't voted that way. Right. It's, it's, this is what I need to do to maintain my power. It's not in order to benefit the lives of anybody else. It's her personal outlook and things that she wants to do to maintain her personal power. And that's it. Mm -hmm. That's all I see from these people. mm -hmm. Hello, I'm Lloyd Evans. I'm a former Jehovah's Witness. I'm the author of The Reluctant Apostate and senior editor of JWSurvey.org. And you are listening to The Godless Revolution. Why did you bring up the Holocaust? The priest is the one who brought up a benevolent God. I thought that called for a rebuttal witness. No, you called Jesus the mayor of Auschwitz. Well, I don't want to worship some thin-skinned God who can't handle a little criticism. No, if he's all-powerful, why doesn't he grow himself a pair of balls? If you have questions, comments, concerns, compliments, corrections, criticisms, or concepts for content, contact the show via email at godlessrevolution at gmail.com, by text or voicemail at 330-81-REBEL, or Twitter the twatter at TGR Podcast. Thank you! I am deliberately going to mix metaphors here, right? But it reminds me of two different metaphors I've heard for the theory of free will versus determinism, Mm -hmm. right? Um, and, and I can't remember who to attribute these to, so I'm not going to try. Um, but I know that one metaphor I've, I've read before is this idea of a man riding an elephant, right? And a man riding an elephant can't make the elephant go anywhere, right? But by <laughs> nature of prodding it one side of its head or the other with a stick can kind of usher the elephant along in the direction that he hopes the elephant will go. Mm. And most of the time that works out for him. Right. And the, the idea of like your will is kind of like that, right? Your brain has a whole bunch of chemistry going on and it's subject to all the experiences of your upbringing and education and genetics and all of that. And, and, any sort of free will that you may or may not have in this compatibilist view is you just kind of trying to push your brain in one direction or the other and hope that like you can do something different than what you might have done instead. Right. Mm. Um, and then the second analogy I've, I've heard uh, or metaphor I've heard for free will is, is like a mound of ants, right? And there's just a shit ton of ants all in a big clump. And as they move around in this pile, the whole body of ants kind of goes in the direction or, or, you know, suppose if you will starlings, right? There's a flock of starlings and they all move around in these giant waves, these tight clusters of birds and no one bird guides the entire flock. It's just this emergent behavior of all of the birds sort of swarming around and maintaining that like rough constituents shape as they move through the air right Mm -hmm. and if i may 
it's almost as though the Republican Party right now is a man riding a swarm of starlings, right? (laughs) (laughs) Where the Republican voters are all just sort of pissed off and they get themselves pissed off. They piss each other off. Their pastors piss them off. Fox News pisses them off. The Daily Wire pisses them off and Tucker Carlson pisses them off. And as they get pissed off, all of these birds move in these swarms left and right and they they swim around through the air with no real direction as to where they want to go. But all they know is that the birds of their left move to the left. So they have to fucking move to the left right the fuck now. And so this big (laughs) current of birds swoops all over the place and Meanwhile, these Republican lawmakers, right, in my mixed metaphor, are trying to ride this cluster of starlings and edge it in one direction you know, or the other like an elephant. Right. But but you fucking can't because these voters, right, are doing their own thing and not really of their own will because they're so bound by like the the fucking moral foundations of in-group loyalty and fucking purity, right? That their adherence to to authority is actually being subverted because their authority figures are trying to follow the group rather than lead them, mm-hmm. right? Is is my incredibly butchered? I'm so sorry for subjecting you to that metaphor, but no, like, I think it occurred to me mid conversation. Yeah, I think that was good. When and it, I mean, what bothers me about the current state of political affair, political affairs within the Republican party is that they just keep shooting themselves in the foot, right? They, they could be rid of all of this bullshit that's going on in their party. If they were to just untether themselves from the monster at the head of it, right They're they, they've run into this problem where they have allowed their, their loudest voices within the party, you know, whether that's Donald Trump or, Prior to him, it was like Rand Paul and these, you know, the, the, the Tea Party Republicans mm-hmm. and people like Grover Norquist and, you know, all of these opportunistic assholes, uh, Margaret, what's MGT, Marjorie Taylor Green. Oh, yeah. Jim Jordan. Oh, yeah. All of these people that are just like the worst most toxic trollish elements of the Republican party. They've allowed them to run roughshod over everything because it drew attention to the party. It got their membership and their party base heated up and activated to go out and vote for them. But then they become beholden Mm -hmm. to this beast that they've created through lies, deception and deceit where Mm -hmm. now they're led around by the nose from by the very people who they've lied to for so fucking long that they now have to just kind of ride that beast to the ground until it yeah. tires itself out. Right there. They they've left themselves with no options. Had they just, you know, after January 6th decided, okay, we're done with Trump because we can see where this has led us. We need to mm-hmm. get rid of this guy. And he lost the election. They could have done so really fucking easily. And there were initial starts of that, right? Like, when Mitch McConnell came out and said that the president was responsible for it, when fucking yep. Kevin McCarthy himself came out and said that Trump was re- was responsible and bore a lot of, you know, the the blame for what happened on January 6th. Had they maintained that line, they could have been done with him. But they allowed people like Marjorie Taylor Greene and Lauren Boebert and Jim Jordan and all of these other, you know, credulous assholes, these, these cretins within their party to lead from the sidelines instead of showing real leadership from the Republican establishment, they've been, they've allowed themselves to be led around by the nose and now they're just walking themselves off a cliff. Mm -hmm. Well, and if I may, and like Dan, I, I I, tell me if I overstep my bounds here, right. But you may as well tell like an abused partner to leave her abusive partner. Mm -hmm. Right. Because that's really the dynamic of what's going on. Right. The person is very fun at the start and they're charismatic and all that person's friends like the dude. And then he starts hitting her. Right. Mm -hmm. And everyone around her says, no, you should leave this person except for her toxic friends that say, no, he's fun. He'll change. You'll change him. And, you know, despite the cycles of abuse, they stay with the abuser. Right. Mm -hmm. No matter how much you try to tell them to leave. And and like it very much looks as though that's the kind of relationship that's being modeled here. You know, that plus like how cults work, which is pretty much the same thing. So there you are. Yeah, I think I think it's that they don't want to put in the work, honestly. Like 
you know, when, when McCarthy spoke out after January 6th, when McConnell spoke out after January 6th, then immediately tried to pull back their comments because they received a little bit of backlash, but their dude was out of power. Mm -hmm. He had lost the election. He's kicked off of Twitter. He's kicked off of Facebook. He can't continue messaging his people the way he had before. He can't marshal his forces in the same way that he was before. They could have stomped out this problem, but instead they got lazy. They got cowardly. They decided it was too much work. They didn't want to put in the effort. They're just going to ride this out and see where it takes them and hope that, you know, they can continue whipping people up into a frenzy and turn them out to vote. And, Failing that, that they can change the laws in individual states to make sure that only the right people can vote for them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which, well, yeah, is the worst travesty of this whole thing. It's, I mean, making laws to fix a problem that didn't fucking exist in the first place. Well, no, because I mean, the problem is that from their perspective, the problem does exist in the first place. Women and like people of color can vote. Yeah. Right. And to Republicans, that is a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I started doing some research um, like a couple of weeks back. I talked about how I really want to do a show on the, the um, Southern um, Southern strategy. And I may or may not do that. Um, as I started reading into it, like one of my big conclusions was that like I lacking a degree in, in something like political science or history, don't really have enough to add that you couldn't just get from like reading the Wikipedia article. Um, and I don't want to just do that as a show. Um, but like it became very, very clear to me looking at the Dixiecrats, which were the Southern Democrats who were very different from the Northern Democrats, especially mm-hmm. after FDR. Mm-hmm. Um, when the Dixiecrats tried to run their own candidate um, against Eisenhower, um, whom they disagreed with because he allowed black folks to serve in the military. Um, and, and moving forward from that, right, the, the union of Dixiecrats with Republicans and the, the, the sort of flip-flop that happened where a lot of the Northern Democrats ended up becoming a lot more like Northern Republicans were and, you know, Southern Republicans basically merging with the Dixiecrats, right? That whole realignment that happened almost universally happened on the grounds of what they argued were two two things, right? Um, what they called states' rights and what they called law and order. And in the historical context of what those two things were, it was states' rights to segregate and law and order in opposition to the protests that people were seeing from people of color and white allies looking for civil rights. The foundation of the modern Republican Party, as it exists um, in distinction, like from having absorbed the Dixiecrats is on the basis of rejecting the civil rights era reformations, right? On, on mm-hmm. the basis of encouraging segregation. Um, it is nothing but regressive. Um, and I don't think people appreciate that enough, right? Uh, Lee Atwater, the guy who advised Ronald Reagan's campaign has a quote, um, and I'm not going to give it in full, um, I don't want to spend the time to look it up, but it's it's basically he said um, in the 1950s, you could go around saying N word, N word, N word, and that would rile people up. Mm. Um, but now you can't say that anymore. It's not considered couth. So instead, you have to talk about law and order and states rights. And people know what you mean when you say those things. Um, and it's as though you're just going around saying N word, N word, N word. Um, but the people know what's up and they'll show up to the polls for you when you say that. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is this is not Nixon's advisor. This guy came up like during the Nixon administration as a Republican. This was Reagan's advisor. Um, the Republican Party are the like offspring of resistance to the civil rights movement. It is by design that these voter uh, restriction laws affect black folks. It's, yeah. that's the point mm-hmm. it's it's the reason i i like when they kept saying we're we're expanding the hours like no you didn't make it mandatory these places still close the polls at 5 p.m which means that poor people and communities further away that don't have a place to vote yeah. and probably can't get away from work guess what mm-hmm. you're not even giving them the opportunity to vote because you're closing polling stations you're you're closing early voting you're limiting drop-off boxes. So when do they mm-hmm. have a chance to vote? 
Well, right, but that's the point, right? That's like, the point. That's that's, like, that's but what yeah, they yeah. sell is oh, yeah. we're making it more expansive. It's like no, you're not. Mm-hmm. You didn't yeah. say they have to be open till seven p.m. Yeah, no, well, they can mm-hmm. still close at five p.m. Well, and we had you know Republican administrations in all of these states. You know, Georgia, Arizona, um, a lot of the states that you know were red and had had flipped blue. Michigan, Wisconsin, um, where the elections officials within those states came forward and said, Oh no, this, this election was, you know, one of the most secure elections we've ever yep. had. It was, it was free mm-hmm. and fair. We had, you know, a huge amount of turnout, millions and millions of people showed up, you know, Donald Trump who lost the election had more votes than any president in history, except Joe Biden. <laughs> like, yeah. like, right. Right. Had he not lost, that would have been this, incredible victory that not only did he win but he had more votes than any other president in modern history or or throughout history but he still lost by more than seven million votes to joe biden so both of them received more votes than any president in the running since the country's inception because Mm -hmm. voter turnout was so high and Republicans look at that now and they're like oh well we need to pare back those numbers because it didn't work out in our favor Unless it's a Republican state that that's pretty much guaranteed to vote red like Utah, where mm-hmm. you can register on day of to vote. You can mail your ballot in. There's drop off boxes fucking everywhere. And we have early voting. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. same shit they're trying to block in other states that flipped. But it, they don't got to worry about that here because it, it votes Republican. Yep, It's pretty it's pretty secure. It'll be interesting to see how a lot of these voting changes shake out for the Republican Party because they're doing some things that, yes, make it more difficult for minorities and people at the lower end of the income scale to vote. But they've also made it more difficult for elderly people to vote by restricting times and access and mail-in voting. So – and, you know, and typically older people vote more conservative or Republican. Well, they're also – hindering the lower income of the Republican party to vote. True. The ones that might have to work those longer hours. So they're not just hitting like the demographic. They're hitting their own demographic. They're just hoping they hit the other demographic even more. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I also hope I'm right in saying this, that people are seeing what they're trying to do and will make it a point just to fucking vote. No matter how fucking hard it is, to show them that they can't be silenced. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's what the next election is going to come down to, whether the Republican Party slips into obscurity for a very, very long time or the country is remade in this fascist image of the politics of grievance and I got mine, fuck you, is if the Republicans win or lose in this next election. If they take over control of the House and Senate to where Democrats can't do anything, they have no real power to pass any legislation and everything just stalls for the for the two years following for Biden's term. He turns out to be viewed as an ineffectual leader. And so then when the next presidential election rolls around, you know, whoever the Republican person is, hopefully Christ, hope, hope to Christ, it's not Donald Trump, uh, mm-hmm. you know, wins the election. There's a good chance it will be. Yeah. And then, and then like, we're all fucked. It's going to come down to voter turnout, which is why people like Stacey Abrams are vital and so, so important to not just democratic politics, but to the future of maintaining the democracy that we have tenuously held on to in this country over the last huh. six years. And I, I honestly wonder if Biden will run for re-election, uh, or if he'll let Kamala Harris take it. I think I he, think it's I think he has said that he would run again. I think he's going to end up basing that decision on internal polling. I do like, too. Re- real talk. He's yeah. he's he's saying Both. he's saying yes by not saying no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I I am willing to bet that they're saying okay. If Biden is polling really fucking well, we're going to ride that out for the incumbent advantage. And if he's polling not so well, they're going to say, "Okay, fuck the incumbent advantage. We're going to go for Kamala Harris. Mm -hmm. Um, That's also going to depend on midterm elections, because hopefully Mm -hmm. midterm elections turn out well. Yeah. Even despite the shit the Republicans are trying to do right now, Mm -hmm. uh, which also means people got to know, hey, 
You don't just vote every four fucking years. You need to vote every fucking two years. <laughs> it fucking matters, which is why there's usually an overturn every two years because Republicans mm-hmm. know damn well they need to vote every two years, but fucking Democrats yep. tend not to vote every two and, years. And if by some random chance you listener happen to live in Arizona or what, South Carolina, make a phone call, show up to a fucking town hall, get Christian cinema and fucking guy what joe my brain farting isn't thank you joe mansion on fucking board right make noise um like like every little bit helps uh there there was a thing that kind of worked for like the first two years of the trump administration um uh called the indivisible movement and it was much more of a strategy mm-hmm. and what it did is it said here's the deal if you're not in a senator's state, if you're not in a given representative's district, they don't give a shit about you because yeah. you're not voting for them. Yeah. Right. Um, conversely, if somebody is your district's representative or if they are your state senator, they do give a shit about what you have to say, especially if you do things like make phone calls, not emails, not letters. Uh, or if you show up to town halls, that really matters because then they realize that you're willing to take time out of your day to go like talk to them. And, and that, that shit could be specific. broadcast out on the news too. Like mm-hmm. any confrontations yeah, yeah. and there's discussions a video around out there that. floating yeah. of Sandra, like yelling at our representative. Um, <laughs> yeah, because he lied to her face when she said that, like with the uh, potential repeal of Obamacare, she would be made, um, you know, unable to get, Healthcare ever again because of her pre-existing conditions. Mm. Um, so yeah, show up to shit. Like especially, especially, especially if you're in Arizona or South Carolina right now, make Joe Manchin and Christian Cinema do their fucking jobs. Like them in particular, um, because that's all we can do. Like I could, I could spend five minutes talking about how we need to stack the court and include and increase the size of the federal bench but really just listen to opening arguments like he'll make that (laughs) argument there's nothing we can do right like Mm -hmm. i can't as as a citizen go to one of my representatives and say hey man like you should advocate for like stacking the federal bench like that no they can't do that that comes from the executive that's out of our hands what's in our hands is fucking addressing uh christian cinema and joe manchin in particular to make them do fucking democratic stuff but before we finish for today, um, some of you who follow our Facebook page may have gotten the hint on this. I want to cover something that we looked at about a month ago. Mm. About a month ago, a group that's calling themselves White Lies Matter stole a monument, if you can call it that, a fucking stone ass chair <laughs> from Selma, Alabama, um, and told the... Uh, what do these fucking Confederates call themselves? Like the daughters of daughters fucking of, some general oh, shit. Daughters of yeah. the daughters Confederacy of, or something like that. I think yeah, it was daughters something of the Confederacy. Like that. Yeah. Uh, their acronym is UDC. So whatever that stands for. Um, United Daughters of the Confederacy or yeah. some shit. Anyway, yeah. so so these these fucking traitor cosplayers right had their chair stolen <laughs> from them. Um, and White Lives Matter said that they will give them the chair if they posted up a a um, like a big banner over their headquarters. Um, the UDC did not uh, post the banner, and so White Lives Matter posted some photos of them turning the chair into a uh, toilet. Mm-hmm. Now it's come out. So, so some bad, some, some funny bad news and some actual bad news, right? So, so they have returned the chair mm-hmm. um, to the UDC. Um, the chair has been unharmed. You may have seen some photos of them having broken open the middle of the chair and uh, I posted one photo to the Godless Revolution Facebook page of the guy sitting on the chair using it as a toilet. Well, after they returned the chair, unfortunately, two of the members of White Lives Matter were arrested. Um, yeah, I'm not going to name them because they don't deserve any shame. And the police are looking for a third person whom I'm also going not going to name. Um, the chair was supposedly valued at half a million dollars, which is bullshit because it's just an ugly ass stone chair. But it turns out what they did is they did not damage the chair to turn it into a toilet long before stealing the toilet. Sorry, the chair. (laughs) um, (laughs) They had begun work on a replica. 
Um, ah. Using stagecraft technique, they had taken photographs of the chair and used those as models to create a fake chair out of wood and plaster, um, which they then painted realistically. And so they broke the wood and plaster to make the toilet so that they could do their whole like art spectacle that way without actually damaging the chair and incurring fines for having destroyed the property. <laughs> they have an excellent photo shoot that they did of, of taking a dump in this chair. Uh-huh. Um, and then in addition, they, they returned the, the chair unharmed, right? Which hopefully will help their court case. <laughs> um, and, and I just want to end this on a note. One of their quotes, they said, um, we are doing this. Uh, uh, let me, is, let me, let me find did it. Did they say it's our duty? No, oh, I wish they had done that. Our <laughs> oh, duty. Notes. Oh, I, have I notes. need to write for um, them. Yeah. So, no, they, they said that um, we are opposed to a justice system that is concerned more with objects than when people, because it treats people like objects. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was pretty fantastic. Yeah. So, yeah, unfortunately, that's the resolution. Um, the banner didn't go up. Two of the people associated did get arrested. Um, and I hope that their uh, their charges are a slap on the wrist. So if anything further comes of that, I will uh, I will oh, yeah. let you know. I'll be keeping an eye out for this. Woo. Well, but, thank you for the update. That's kind of yeah. a genius move on making a fake one. Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, I wasn't expecting it to go that way. I was expecting they got arrested at that. I kind of saw coming, but Mm. the whole, you know, some spy craft shit going on. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's like, Oh man, I, I listened to this really good NPR episode once about like these guys who would uh, put bugs in apartments and they had like these really good, like artesian fucking like, renovation type people like one dude who was just really good at baseboards and they would come in and drill open a baseboard stick a bug in there and put it back without any sign of it having been fucked with like mm. there's a whole ass team of like fast renovation people like 30 minutes to put a bunch of bugs in the apartment it's so cool you gotta find that huge tangent let's let you go for the week i'm sorry this one time i heard a thing and it was fun the end um well no i think this is this has been great um but we are out of time. Before we go, though, I want to make sure that we thank our Patreon supporters for keeping the show going because you guys are super fantastic. Uh, let's do let's do round robin. I'll go first, and then Ryan, you go second, and Taylor, you go third. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I want to make sure that we thank two skeptical chaps: Alan Firth, don't be a Richard Hunter Grin. Congratulations God. again on your uh, graduation there. Congrats. Yay. Yeah, that's that's awesome. I'm so very excited about that. <laughs> then we got John McCullough. Ollie Olson. Schneid Duffy. Do we screw this all up? I think we so. absolutely Steve Kuno. <laughs> there there was a long pause and I'm like, oh, okay, I'll just jump in. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it, we'll do it live. Uh Steven Andrus. Tiffany Hudson. <laughs> Vanessa. <laughs> All hail Penneth Butra. Andrew Vodapich. Corey Ebert. <laughs> Jeff Peterson. Jeremy Goodson. Megan Mitchell. Utah Outcasts. Wesley Aaron. Freethinker215. Matthew Sanders. Is, Chad is he Pryor. New? He, he was, was new. No, he was there last week. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. Well, thank you. Chad Pryor. Janet Uter. Purple Dragon. Savita Kuna. James Paul Satri. <laughs> it sounds French as fuck. That was Mr. Chart. Jean Paul Chart. Oh, yeah, Jean John Paul Chart. I apologize. <laughs> no, you're good. Uh, Tim Jacobson. Trisha Weir. A noble spirit and biggins the smallest man. A perfect cumulant statement. <laughs> oh man you started off so strong Cromulent, i was like you were so good. i was like he fucking he probably practiced this over the I last did. week <laughs> our mess up in the middle switched the order <laughs> oh that was perfect cromulent a perfectly per- cromulent statement <laughs> did i still fuck it up no that was you no, no, you that finally was got that last yeah. Bit. yeah that was good <laughs> 
Uh, Theodore Sellen, Ted, thank you so much for bumping up your uh, your Patreon donation. I appreciate it. Woohoo! Yeah, much appreciated. And James, thank you so much, everybody. We yeah. really appreciate it. If you, dear listener, would like to become a Patreon patron, you can do so very easily by going to patreon.com slash godlessrevolution, where you can contribute as little as $1 per episode. And then you get all kinds of fun things like bonus episodes. We just put out that bonus episode not too long ago, like last week or the week before. Uh, Early releases of the episodes, extended versions, clips from the cutting room floor, extended outtakes, all kinds of stuff like that. And every now and then I decide to just shower our listeners with gifts of, of things and junk and stuff or our Patreon patrons, uh, a couple of whom will be receiving something from me very soon. Well, soon enough. I hope <laughs> I've, I've ordered Mary is doing a lot of work there. <laughs> I've ordered some stuff and we'll be shipping it to you when it arrives here. Uh, and then you'll be surprised and, and have fun with that. Um, but well, that's all I've got for this week. <laughs> I'm going to go and get ready to uh, t- tomorrow. I'll be shopping for clothes for a funeral. So ah. yay. <laughs> clothes. We don't need no stinking clothes where we're going. We don't need clothes. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll pinch it off at the other side of this break. <laughs> tomorrow. I'll be shopping for clothes for a funeral. So ah. yay. Yay. Cool. All right. Well, you guys have a great week. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. I I should have I should have put in my Dano out or something there. We (laughs) (laughs) I was just Taylor Grin fucking off. (laughs) (laughs) Clothes, we don't need no stinking clothes. Where we're going, we don't need clothes. That's good. I'll I'll edit that. Though I can edit that stuff into some into a fun thing at the end there. Oh man.